Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on The Retirement Solution. If you have an email question for us, you can always find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. And John, a lot of those questions lately have really centered around what's happening with the market. It's been an interesting couple of weeks with all the presidential tweets, talks of trade wars. But what do you make of what's happening right now? Tweet, 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 tariffs. (laughs) Tweet, 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 China. (laughs) Tweet, 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 winning Tweet, 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 bigly. And all the, in, in, in the middle of all this stuff, somehow the market goes up and down five to seven to 800 points over a couple of days. You know, right. no big deal. You know, and, and if we're in our 20s or early 30s and we've hardly saved a squat, no big deal. But between Monday and Tuesday, the market was down nearly five and a half percent between two days. And there were some asset classes that were down more than 10%. In two days. Hmm. All because, well, it's not all because of one thing, but realistically, you know, there's a lot of tweets that have been going out. The president, and listen, up or down, left or right, he is posturing to try to get a better trade deal. Mm -hmm. Now, is he going to get that trade deal done? If he wants to get reelected, he will. And that's a good thing. We want him to get that trade deal done. But what we're finding out is that every time that he sends a tweet out and gives uncertainty, do you see what uncertainty does to the markets? Yeah. Ooh, it makes it act very strange. It doesn't even know how to respond because 90% of the market had already had baked in that we were going to have that trade deal done. Didn't have to be immediate, but there, there was not going to be too much uncertainty. Here this past week, we saw a couple tweets. All of a sudden, the market tries to capitulate on us. Now, capitulate. Capitulate. Four syllables means bad. <laughs> that's all Going you need to know. Going the wrong direction. That's a, that's a four syllables that just mean, uh-oh, oh, buddy, <laughs> that ain't good. Yeah. But it, when it goes down like this, the problem is, is that this can have really long-term ramifications uh, that could be hurtful to us if we need to derive income streams from those portfolios. But it's been a really weird week. Mm-hmm. Overall, most economic indicators are still favorable. But the more volatility we have, the crazier that the VIX gets, which is the way that we measure volatility, then often the worst things can be for our income, which is what we don't want to do when we're in retirement, of course. And that's what the show is about. It's about how do we get to retirement? How do we succeed in retirement so that we can give our money to who we want and not to Uncle Sam in the end? That's the whole idea. So it's been strange, been weird, and we just don't want to do the wrong thing at the wrong time if we're not prepared correctly. So I guess my whole point to that is let's just make sure we're prepared. Yeah. That's what the show's about. Let's get prepared. Another one of the headlines that could affect the global economy, at least according to Fox Business this week, John, is the birth of a new royal baby. <laughs> Cheerio. Oh, I've already got tea and crumpets. But it's funny. We were just talking a minute ago about being prepared And then we're talking about a new baby. But if you remember, if you've ever had kids out there, all you moms out there, remember this. Remember how as soon as you came home with that kiddo, the very first time, the very first one, did you ever feel at that point in time that you were completely prepared? (laughs) Or was that the wake-up call that, oh, crap, like, this is mine now. Like, (laughs) I have to actually take care of this little beautiful bundle of joy. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, what, uh, Harry and Meghan Markle, Meghan, the American. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. The Duchess of Sussex. Oh, yes, get the title. The correct. Duchess of Sussex and Prince Harry announced their royal highness. 
whatever they call him. But, you know, this is, this is an interesting thing. And I looked at this. I looked at this. So, you know, a lot of us when we're kids, unless you're honey boo-boo, um, don't have a way to make a ton of money when you're a kid. But this kiddo, this kiddo is going to have an unbelievable a way to make money just from being his royal highness. And because of that, believe it or not, here's the crazy thing, because his mother is American, Uncle Sam can potentially get a piece of that royal baby's what? cash. Oh. oh, that's right. Oh, I had to look this up. I thought this was crazy. But there is technically an implication of taxes on the baby. Oh. Because his mother is an American citizen. Now, there's a couple ways around this, but I'll be honest, they're very complicated. Um, Meghan Markle would have to renounce her U.S. citizenship, and there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other things you can do. Uh, but the baby uh, technically was born an American citizen. <gasps> Regardless of if it has a residency and is also a citizen of, uh, of Great Britain. So How as this baby starts making money just by Jimmy, sitting Jimmy, there and being cute. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. This is going to start the new, uh, the new war between uh, uh, Britain and uh, the United States. Uncle Sam's going to be going over there saying, listen, you bunch of redcoats. We need some cash from that kid. He's making Skrilla, and we need a piece of it. If you haven't noticed over here on the side of the pond, we kind of got some bills that we need to pay. So gimme, give gimme give royal cash flow. And, of course, on the other side, I'm sure you have the queen. I will not. You unhand our royal britches. You get nothing. We need every drop of those dollars so that we can actually pay for hand-knit diapers for said young prince. Now, are you changing those diapers, Queen? Of course not. When there's a royal stench in the room, we change the royal highness's highness. (laughs) Oh, I'm cracking myself up. Fair play to the Queen. Oh, well, fair play to me. (laughs) Somebody has spiked my tea this morning. It is Mother's Day, by the way. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Think about this. What is the craziest retirement strategy that you've ever heard of? Well, how about maybe this one? It's time for America's favorite jackpot game. Get ready, everybody. This is Powerball. All right, John. So believe it or not, there's a survey by the investing app Stash that found 40% of Americans actually think that playing the lottery is a reasonable retirement plan. 40% of the population. Okay, our chances of actually winning, though, are about uh, 1 in 292 million. So that's reasonable, right? 40%. 40%. think that's a reasonable <laughs> retirement strategy or whatnot. Yeah. That is asinine. It is. Okay, if you're out there, listen, I'm, I hate to bust your bubble, especially on Mother's Day. But if you're out there thinking that playing the lottery, a scratch-off ticket, a little bit of bingo, uh, Powerball. And by the way, that music for Powerball, I know that I've never seen them pull Powerball. That's the worst music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I hope to never hear that again because I know I'm never going to win because I never play. But the idea is that, no, that's a terrible retirement strategy. But I've heard some other crazy ones, uh, Jennifer. Really? I, okay. I, no, I have. No, that's probably the worst, especially when 40% of people think that that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's not reasonable. You got a better chance of being struck by lightning twice 
in your living room, <laughs> completely covered under four other layers of roof uh, than you do of winning the Powerball. Wow. So please don't do that. But, but I hear a lot of people say that, you know, they're, they're hoping that their kids go pro in athletics mm-hmm. or they're going to go pro in athletics or whatever else, <sighs> or they're going to get a scholarship, you know, to play some, you know, high-end division one thing. Now, th- those are much better odds, by the way, oh, okay. than 100, and, I mean, one in basically 300 million. But when you think about that, that that's not a, a really good thing uh, <laughs> when you're thinking about maybe not retirement planning, but even planning for college savings. Yeah. You know, we, we love to get that. And of course, that, that would be a good thing. But when you're thinking about that, if you're a grandparent out there and you know that your kids, you know, they're working their jobs, they're doing their thing, they're setting aside some money. Every once in a while, think about, ask them, you know, hey, how you guys, how you guys doing with putting money away for the, for the grandkids? You don't have to be all pushy. Right. But the, the point of that is, is that guys, I, I have to speak from honest experience here. When my grandparents or my parents want to give stuff to my kids, who frankly have every piece of plastic that you could create. China has shipped <laughs> half of the world's plastic in the form of toys to my house. At some point <laughs> right through Amazon or, yeah, or FedEx or the U.S. Postal Service. It's all in my home. My kids don't need anything material, I promise you. They don't need any of that. They need attention. They need time. They need to learn from your all's wisdom, your all's experience. And frankly, though, they may need a little money set aside for their college funds. Yeah. So when you're thinking about that, just as ridiculous as it is to me that someone says, I'm going to play the the lottery and I'm going to have my retirement. I don't think it's any more ridiculous to say that someone's kid's going to get a full scholarship, full ride for college. And and that's kind of expensive. Now, whether they do or don't go, there's what I would say a really good thing would would be to do if, if you're thinking that you would like to help out your kids, your grandkids. Sure, you could buy them a new stove. You could, you know, give them a pile of money, you know, from time to time. You could do gifting, which makes a ton of sense. Trust planning, ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense to do that. But one of the easiest things you can do is just help them fund a 529 plan. Okay. It goes in your name. You can control it. The money that goes in, you can you can invest it realistically in, in a, pretty much any market uh, strategy you want. But then more than that, uh, it's completely tax-free for all the growth. They pull it out tax-free if they use it for education. And here's the crazy thing. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you, which means that if they don't go to school and you, or they make some poor life decisions, you can choose to put someone else's name on that account and give it to someone else instead. Ah, okay. So it, it becomes a pretty interesting way to pass down money. But the more important thing that is, that's something that, that our kids and grandkids, that's something they could probably really use. So if you want to do that, that's what I would suggest. Powerball, leave that MIDI music for the losers. Don't be part of that 40%. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. Let's talk about the plan that apparently a lot of Americans have for their retirement, John, and that is their house. According to Barron's, the average American is more likely to own their home than to have saved enough money for retirement. So is that a good plan, just relying on maybe the sale of a house to fund things? Unfortunately, it's not a very great plan. And, and here's the reason why. Listen, I know how hard it is over the years to, you know, to pay all the bills and to pay the house off and things like that. I, I know how that works. But if you believe in what I'm about to tell you, then you'll understand that your home is probably not a very good asset at all when it comes to retirement, mainly for one reason. You got to live somewhere. You're right. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And, and even if your house is paid off, it's not free, is it? No. no. If you've had a home that's been paid off for years, but you've had to redo some plumbing, or you've had to put a new roof on, or you've had to redo your landscaping, or you've had to redo your driveway. Those are actual costs, are they not? Sure, they're costs. Mm -hmm. So if it were a great asset, instead of it just costing us money, potentially, it should be giving us some money. 
Um, and a lot of folks that have saved up most of their money in their home and they don't have as many outside of their home uh, investments out there to give them income. Here's the thing I ask. If you had a, a bank account, could you potentially pull money out of that bank account and buy a sandwich? Sure. Yeah. But how do you do that with a house? Do you just pull <laughs> off one shingle at a time? Yeah. <laughs> Sell it up the street hey, corner. Uh, let's go, honey, let's go through the McDonald's drive-thru. I need to get myself a McDouble. I'm a little hungry. Uh, grab a couple shingles off the roof and we'll uh, we'll go pay for that. No, no, no. Take one of them banisters off. Um, we, we, I, need, I need to fix the bass boat. So why don't you just pull them banisters right off our stairwell there, honey, and let's, uh, actually, I don't know, probably give us 30, 40 bucks. We can probably, get, you know, probably go get some for the bass boat there. See, that's the whole point. There are no ways outside of refinancing a house, which means now you're back in hawk, you know, now you're back in debt. Mm -hmm. There are very few ways to spend the money you've saved in a home. Now, does that mean to not pay it off? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But if you believe in Robert Kiyosaki's idea, and he, this is the guy that wrote Rich, Rich Dad, Dad, Poor, Poor Dad. Dad. Yeah. yeah. It's like platinum, four billion, you know, uh, books sold over the planet the last 25, 30 years. But, but his whole point was your personal residence is not really a, a producing asset at all because it costs you money. Mm -hmm. Now, if you own rental properties or if you own other things like other businesses that produce income, so you put in a certain amount of money, but it produces income for you, that is a fabulous investment. And think about that. Does that make sense? Jennifer, if you put in $10,000 into something, and it gives you $1,000 a year of income, that's a positive 10% annual return. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't see any banks out there paying that. No. So if you own a piece of rental property and you put you know uh, $10,000 down, let's just say on a $100,000 condo, and you can do Airbnb, or you can rent it out for a portion of the year, and over the year you can make $10,000 of income after you pay all your bills. Let's say you can make $2,000 a year. That's pretty awesome. Your $10,000 initial investment gives you $2,000 or 20% annual income. Nice. Ah, oh, okay. see, that's, the way that works is pretty awesome. What other investments can we use where we can put in a certain sum of money and we know we're going to get a pretty attractive rate of return annually for the rest of our lives? There are a few strategies out there that offer that. Real estate's a great one. You can use some bond replacements that'll do that. Typically, we used to say bonds, but unfortunately, bonds go down when interest rates go up. So if you can find some of those bond alternative style plans, there are some annuities out there as well that can do that. Some insured accounts that can do things like that. But you could also potentially be a partial owner and let's say an outback. Oh, ah, okay. or a Texas roadhouse or a subway or a car wash. Those are often passive income investments where you can make a, a certain dollar amount and you deposit that and you just get a portion of the growth. That's pretty awesome. And those are ways that we can increase income. So if you think about that, can you put money in your home and have it produce an income for you? Not usually. So because of that, we don't consider a very good asset to pull from in retirement. But if you can put money into an investment or, or a plan or a strategy that can provide you income for as long as you live, as long as you hold that, that's what we want to gravitate to. And by the way, there are very few people that fail in retirement if they have three or four completely diversified income streams in retirement. Mm. I can honestly tell you, I have never seen someone fail in retirement. In over 20 years of doing this, I have never seen anyone fail in retirement that had four completely diversified income streams. Never once, Jennifer. If we can find a way to do that, we get a really good chance of winning that game. Connect with us at retirementsolutionradio.com.
Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.